that we just do it okay. that, because that's the culture that we have here. Mm. If you train someone else to do your job, then hopefully they will help you do your job. When you go on vacation, somebody else can do it. And when they go on vacation, they can do your job. I mean, you go on a vacation, they can do your job. Change is inedible. Like every, every success happens because you change something and, you, and you, it was a fear that was within you. Motivation only lasts for a short amount of time, but discipline is what carries you forward. I can't do this on my own, period. Are you looking at your business in terms of emotion or are you looking at your business in terms of what's practical? I still believe that America is the best country in the world. Where can kid of immigrants with no education become a physician? This is Small Business Celebration, where we're celebrating small businesses for big breakthroughs. Welcome, Visioneers, to another fantastic episode of Small Business Celebration, and we're going to be talking about active training, sales consistency, and longevity for your business. And we're here at Smith's Bakery, and the team has been at this for about, since about 2 a.m. It's currently about 6, 6.30 in the morning, so they're getting close to lunchtime here. And our guest this week is Jim Balmain, the owner of Smith's Bakery. Welcome to Small Business Celebration. Thank you for having me. And if you hear Visioneers in the background, a lot of noise and commotion, it's because, yeah, the bakery is busily making cookies and pastries and all kinds of fantastic things. And for Visioneers who don't know who you are, Jim, who are you and what is it that you do? Uh, my name is Jim Balmain, and uh, my wife Jackie and I own Smith's Bakeries. Smith's has been in business since when? 1945. 19, that's like a couple minutes. Yeah, a couple of minutes, yeah. <laughs> And, and how long have you been involved with the business? Uh, officially, uh, since the early 60s, but before that, unofficially for a long time. Right, right. Was, was this daycare for you? Yeah, yes. You <laughs> the, our original place was on, on uh, uh, we had a bakery at 3rd and Chester. Uh-huh. Mother would send me down on Sundays when my dad did his paperwork. Right. And uh, to get me out of her hair. Right. And so he gave me a job of killing flies because they didn't have air conditioning and those things. Right. And he gave me a penny a piece for flies. <laughs> and so one Sunday, um, he asked me how many flies I killed. Right. And I said a hundred, and he had, he had to give me a dollar, and he fired me. <laughs> <laughs> and how long did that firing last? Uh, till the next week. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> was this one of those situations where in order to get a raise, you had to get fired? Yep. <laughs> no, I didn't get a raise. <laughs> and at what point did you buy the business from your father? It, it, you know, I don't remember exactly, but it was in the early 60s. Right. And why did you do that? Uh, because I was something I was interested in, and he was wanting to retire, and... and uh, I was happy doing what I'm doing, and, and uh, so I, it's just nat natural progression. And now it's 2024, mm -hmm. so I'm not real good at math. I, I have to take my shoes off to count with my toes, but how many years have you been involved with this now? Well, since I was about eight years old, if you want to be official, but, so it's been a long time. Now, one of the things that Smith's Bakery is famous for is the smiley face cookies. Mm -hmm. How did that start? My dad saw an ad for an insurance company, and right. there was a one part of the ad was this happy face drawn on in the ad, and he had researched it, and it wasn't a copyright, so 
he decided to start making them. Right. And the rest is history. How many of these cookies? Oh gosh, I don't know. Maybe a million of them. Really? We still we still make about uh, 80, 90 dozen a day. Wow. Not only is the smiley face cookie iconic, but your team comes up with the most creative other cookies that I've seen. I mean, you've got alligator cookies, you've got Christmas tree, reindeer for seasons, beer bottle cookies. I mean, you've got a well, variety. I think, I think uh, we're very fortunate because I, the decorators I hire, I give them free reign on trying things. Mm. And they're welcome to try, you know, within reason, to try anything and if, if it sells then we keep it and if nobody wants it we quit making it but we're fortunate that they they're very creative people and, and uh, they enjoy creating different things and customers seem to like different things what time does the front store open for customers here at the inter it opens actually at 5 30. 5 30 in the morning yeah and it closes at what time we close at five that's a long day. Well, we have we have a series of crews that come in. It's not right. the same people working. Thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Thank and we have a morning shift and then a middle shift and then an afternoon shift. You also make other kinds of pastries as well, such as? We, we, we're pretty well known as a, almost a, what you would call a full-line bakery. We make bread, we make Danish donuts, uh, cookies, cakes. We pretty much cover the... Uh, the market of, of something that you would find in a retail bakery, which most retail bakeries are pretty well full line. Right. I, and if I don't ask you this question, I know I'm going to get a thousand emails and messages and everything else. What's your favorite cookie? I like apple fritters. Really? Yep. Why is that? I just like them. <laughs> they taste good. <laughs> When a business owner wants to get a custom order done, what kinds of custom orders does Smith's Bakery make? It kind of, most anything anybody wants. Really? I mean, within reason, if, it, if we have the ingredients and, right. and uh, we have the know-how to do it. Right. Wedding cakes and, wedding cakes and all that? I've personally, over the years, I've done about 6,000 wedding cakes. Really? Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Now, through all of this, as you've grown and you've had this business for quite a few years now, you've developed quite a legacy here in the community. It's like everybody knows about Smith's Bakery. What are some of the, one of the, some of the benefits that you've enjoyed because of the longevity of this business? Well, I, I think it all boils down to if you take care of your customer, right. they'll take care of you. Right. And I think other than that, I think that pretty much describes it. We try to do what they want and, and try to make sure that we make the best product we can make. And in return, they try to keep us in business. So. And it also helps pay off the house. Yeah. <laughs> you had to mention that. <laughs> Dare I talk about the wife and the credit card? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, my, my wife runs the office, and without her, I wouldn't be able to stay in business. She, she's such an asset, not only in, in life, but in business. Somebody has to keep an eye on the books. Yep, and she does a good job of it. Well, and now we've been married 64 years and haven't been sorry a minute of it. Well, except till she got the credit card. <laughs> <laughs> and with that 
But that brings us to our first visionary question, which is brought to you by Mike Saba, a Zill Premier agent with Watson Realty. Born, raised, and never left Bakersfield. Give Mike Saba a call at 661-203-8406 or reach him at MikeSaba1 at iCloud.com today. Our visionary question comes from Lucy who asks, how do you build consistency in ongoing sales with your business as consumers' taste change? You, you build consistency by, by listening to your customers. Right. And by following, you can follow trends in, in, uh, in trade magazines and, and follow trends in, in reading a newspaper right. and, and looking at the atmosphere of the world all around and uh, if you keep in touch with, with everything that's going on around and keep in touch with your customers, right. then you uh, can adapt to whatever thing it is that they want. Give us an example of how Smith's has done that. Trial and error. Okay, okay, how so? It, because you, you try things and if they don't work, then you move on to making something that does work. One of the things you mentioned is that you give your employees a, a wide range of latitude to try new things. Yes, we're always, we're always asking them if they want to make something, we'll try it and let the customer will tell us whether it's good or not. We're here at the location here on Union Avenue. You mentioned that the store used to be down on Chester. Yes. You also used to have a couple other physical locations, but you no longer do. Why don't you have those locations anymore? Those locations, we used to have a full bakery on the east side mm -hmm. and uh, one on the west side. And it just got to the point where uh, it was too difficult to staff them. Mm. And so we felt that it was easier to condense down to one location and then deliver. Right. Because that way you could make sure you had enough staffing. And, and, uh, and so that's basically right. the reason. But in doing that, you also expanded. Because by also, um, you can expand in, uh, in your delivery system. Ah. But we're very, very cautious of the uh, people that we deal with in, you know, in outlets. We, we own some of our own. And, uh, and we've, for, for years, we've been dealing with the Sullivan family. Okay. And uh, we, we have a great relationship. We have a, a very, they're a very, good to deal with, they're very trustworthy people and we try to maintain uh, our part of the deal and, and uh, the, the Sullivan family is, is a wonderful family to deal with. Family and we also, have, we also deal with, with uh, two other locations that have different owners and they're the same. Right. Different, different individuals but uh, the same relationship that we have with, with the Sullivans. How has being in their stores helped your business? It has given us given us uh, just an outlet to, to sell more product. In other right. words, we can uh, increase our production here, which means that items that maybe you wouldn't be able to make because you couldn't do enough production on them, you've expanded your opportunity so you can produce more, which makes it worthwhile to make them. Is that part of the reason why the bakery starts at 2 a.m. is make sure that that product is fresh daily in those Every locations? day. Yeah, so we start at 2 a.m. so the people that come in at uh, 5.30 in the morning have product to buy and then uh, we make it, hopefully we make it through the day with the rest of it. And then every, at the end of every day we, we stale the product and we give it to uh, food bank. Give it to the food bank? Yeah. 
Very good. We don't we don't sell day old. We we give it to food bank, and I think there's one other organization that we give it to. How many vans do you have? Because this is a lot of locations. Well, we have two two full size trucks that we deliver. Uh, we deliver at least three times a day to each location. Wow. That's because just about the time it's coming out of a oven, we've got it delivered to the outlets, and the customers know that that happens. So. Uh, we start off with breakfast items, we deliver those, and then ones that are mid-afternoon items, and then after that comes the items that people generally would buy in the afternoon. And so that's, it, it kind of makes sense for us. How did Smith's Bakery get its name? That was my father's partner. Okay. He was, we started out in, in uh, Porterville, and um, he had a market at, supermarket in Porterville. At that time, a supermarket was pretty small. Right, sure. In, in the early 40s. Right. And my father went to work for him as a head baker. And then gradually, we decided to move here, and they became partners here. Right. And so that's where the Smiths came from. And his name was easier to put on the sign than ours. <laughs> than the <all> name. <laughs> <laughs> Did your father buy him out at some point? When, or when Howard decided to retire, yes. Okay. And that brings us to our Visioneer game. Now, Visioneers, if you're not familiar with the way the game works, it's really pretty simple. I have an app on my phone that has a random word generator. I have no idea what the words are that are gonna be generated. And more importantly, neither does Jim. And Jim has to go ahead and take that word and somehow associate it with his business. The fate of the world is on your shoulders. Atlas, I am not. <laughs> Okay, the first word is provision. The word is provision. The provisions are sometimes taken as the things that you do to make other things, mm -hmm. supplies, and, and then there are uh, times when you want to uh, approach a problem, but you want kind of a way to get out of it. You put a provision in there to change your mind. Brilliant. Provision is a word that can be used in many different ways. Sure. Well done you, congratulations. Well, thank you. <laughs> okay, our second word is presence. 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 Having, and you can't say I have a presence of mind. That doesn't work. No, not for me either. <laughs> no, I think a presence, if, you, if you're going to do, particularly in retail, you want to be a presence in the community. Mm. So you want to kind of, make yourself known as someone that cares for the community and cares for their customers and um, then uh, and that's basically the, the main cause for main use of the word. Well done! And our next word is angle. I never, I never was good at I never was good at doing business using angles. I've got to go kind of straight down the, straight down the road. Straight and narrow. Yes, kind of straight and narrow because when you sometimes I've, I'm not smart enough. I get on an angle, I forget what I'm doing. So, <laughs> but no, there are angles are where you can kind of do things in a different way, right? And uh, accomplish something. And it's it's important if you if you're able to do that, right? But uh, very good. Well done, you. you. Got three for three. Congratulations. Can I go home now? <laughs> for the you can go home once you've worked overtime for another twelve hours, and then you can go home. <laughs> She'll kick me out of the house. <laughs> And one of the things that you were talking about is, is a presence in the community. And one of the things that having this business has been able to afford you to do is 
You've been involved with the American Film Institute yes. for quite some time. Why them? Uh, my wife developed an interest in it and she had friends that were with the American Film Institute, so she got involved with them and got on the board. So we were fortunate enough we got to, to do a lot of things that were involved with the film industry and spent time up at their, at their main headquarters and met a lot of nice people and got a lot of premieres. And, right. And, uh, and, but my wife is, is very good at that kind of thing. One of the things that's unique about Smith's Bakery is that it's a union shop. And there are a lot of small business owners that have a lot of union employees for a variety of different things. And why have you chosen to keep the, the union involved here at Smith's Bakery? Well, we've always gotten along well with them because we have employees that uh, they know their job's secure. Right. And uh, there's a very good retirement at the end. And we, we provide full health care for them. And, and they know that uh, it's a safe environment and they know it's a secure environment. Nice. And we, so we keep people for a long, long time. We've had a lot of people retire from here. One of the things that having this business has also afforded you is you've written a book. What, tell me about the book and, and why did this start? Because it's prominently displayed in the lobby. The book is uh, called Ollie and the Aliog. It's a little, about a little boy and he teams up with a, well, the, the Aliog is a twist of fate where an alligator and a frog meet in a bolt of lightning and are connected to create a character, the Aliog. Okay. And then they both meet and get together and they try to fight pollution in the swamps. Nice. And so that's what it's basically is t teaching people, you know, making kids understand, you know, you don't want to have swampy, swampy swamps. And you've got a whole line of stuffed animals and cookies and, yeah. and how, how far does this thing go? Well, that's about as far as I know to take it. But <laughs> so the Aliog cookies, we've, we make a lot of those every day and we've been selling those for 20 years at least. Have they been included in the care packages you've sent to soldiers in the Middle East? And no, the, 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 the Happy Face cookie is shippable. Those aren't, oh, okay. they would break up on the way. So they have to be pretty much sold and, and delivered by hand, so to speak. And that brings us to our next visionary question, which is brought to you by Mike Saba, a Zillow premier agent with Watson Realty, selling Bakersfield homes since 1992. Give Mike Saba a call at 661-203-8406 or reach him at MikeSaba1 at iCloud.com today. Visioneer Brian asks, how do you build a culture where your staff actively trains other members of your staff? I think that we just do it okay. that, because that's, the culture that we have here mm. and number one if you train someone else to do your job then hopefully they will help you do your job ah. so that then you can share uh, your duties with other people because and then then uh, uh, when you go on vacation somebody else can do it and when they go on vacation they can do your job I mean you go on a vacation they can do your job right so we try to train where everybody pretty much knows what everybody else is doing one of the challenges some business owners face is the it's only me mentality where they want to become very knowledgeable and very good at one specific area of the business and they feel like they want to hoard that position. Well, How do you keep that from happening? Well, we have people that are very proud of, of what they do mm -hmm. and they do a good job at it. Right. 
but they also understand that if you if if there's if you teach somebody else and they can if you have too much to do that day well they can somebody can help you hmm. so it helps you in your job and it helps in their job so it's kind of an atmosphere where we all try to work together and maybe we'll all get to the same place there are a lot of benefits to owning a business and especially one that is able to to, to turn a profit and you have the ability to do the things that you want to do that if you weren't doing the business you wouldn't be able to what are some of the things that you're able to do with, you know, because you've had this consistency with the business? Due to the fact we've had a good crew, I've been fortunate enough to, uh, I was president of the Bakery Association of the United States. Right. And I was uh, uh, American Representative Union International, International Boulangerie, which was based in Paris. Right. So it gave That's me how you knew there was a Balmain Bakery in, in, in Paris. Yeah. So... So it gave me the opportunity to represent uh, the United States and travel different, all the countries in Europe, uh, not all of them, a lot of them. And then we, my wife and I were there when the wall came down in Germany and we brought people from Eastern Europe over here to the United States to bring them into the 21st century yeah. as far as baking because they, they were pretty rudimentary and it wasn't they made, weren't didn't know how to make good product because they weren't allowed to buy good ingredients what were the ingredients that the east germans were dealing with that they were surprised well, with when they had trouble getting flour they had to use uh, bone meal to mix in with flour to make wow. bread and it uh, th that's not the best opportunity best option no. but if you, if it means you don't eat that day well right it'll fill you up what is bone meal Ground up bones. And they were using that mixed in with their flour? Mixed in to, to add bulk so it would, you would have bulk in the, in the product. Wow. It doesn't, have, you know, it doesn't raise like flour or anything like that, but it gives you weight. Right. And then when the wall came down? People started coming across the, the, uh, the border, particularly in East, East Euro, Eastern Europe, and buying product from particularly the Germans and the Austrians right. and seeing what the real stuff was and then they, they went back and, and then we tried to help them grow into the 20th century. Did you have to train them to how to use the new ingredients? Well, they, uh, they, Western Europeans trained a lot of them. Right. Now, we didn't bring them here. The only people we brought here were to facilitate a lot of that. We brought uh, uh, people that were in the business of training, or, or the, the people that were writers that trained. And uh, so we brought those over here so they could disseminate the information. There's a certain pessimism that some have about the American dream. And you helped those that were in East Germany when the wall came down. Is the, is the American dream dead? I think the American dream is still alive because I think we still have the freedom to, to make our choice of what we want to do. Hmm. And we know that, that if we do get enough job at it, we get a reward for it. And uh, uh, you learn that, that freedom involves uh, learning to live with other people, people of all religions and, and uh, races, and, and learning that you can accomplish things, learning to live together. How have you benefited from the American dream? That's just because we're allowed to, to uh, 
do things basically and within the law, do things the way we want and learn and uh, we're allowed to make mistakes, which I've made a lot of mistakes. Right. And uh, that's why we have garbage cans. <laughs> sure. Right, right, right. That, uh, but you're allowed, you're allowed the freedom of making a mistake and the freedom to learn what you want to learn. Every once in a while, uh, just sit down and, and reevaluate what you're doing and what your goals are and uh, try, to, try to see where you can do things better and, and try to keep your mind open for things all around you. And if they have a trade association that they can belong to, that's very important because then you share ideas from people that are doing the same thing you do. And it's amazing, when I was president of the uh, Bakery Association, it's amazing, I learned more than I could teach. Right. So, because I was basically learning while I was teaching. And uh, well, I think it's important to get, if they can get, if there's a trade association, and then also uh, read. Like, and what are you reading? Well, I read everything. I mean, I read poetry, philosophy, history, uh, car magazines. Right. I read a lot of those. <laughs> sure. And just, uh, I, I just love to maintain uh, read newspaper to keep up on current, and, and just try to read anything I can that, that uh, means that I think will mean something, and that will make me a smarter person. Of course, I own this business, so that took care of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jim, this has been a real pleasure. Thank well, you thank for joining you. us here on Small Business well, Celebration. I enjoyed it. Thank you. And if visionaries, business owners, want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? Just call the shop. And what's the phone number here? 325-3411. And the website? I didn't have to ask my wife. <laughs> Very I, good. I, 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 don't get, I don't get into websites. That's no. her job. <laughs> Very good. And if we, you, we do have a website, though. And if you enjoy Small Business Celebration, go ahead and like, subscribe, notify, and leave a comment. We love the feedback that we get from visioneers just like you, and we'll be right back with my final thought. It probably comes as no surprise to you, visioneers, that most of my guests who appear on Small Business Celebration have never been interviewed before in their lives. And often when I speak to prospective guests, I get the, well, Michael, I don't know if I've got anything interesting to say or any interesting stories to tell. And then I talk to the hardware store owner. And he tells me about how he invested in a popcorn machine to help drive traffic into his store. And he tells me about the customers who would secretly pull up to a store and the kids would jump out of the car and steal the free popcorn and take it back in the car with them and they would drive off. Only to have a week or so later that same customer come in through the front door and buy a couple gallons of paint and a couple paint brushes. And this was the breakthrough that helped grow his business. So if you've got a story, you've got an industry, you've got something about your business that's interesting, let us know. Reach out to us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram, and let us know how your popcorn machine has helped lead your business to its next big breakthrough. 18 minutes. This is the time of year, the fourth week of January for a lot of people out there, that New Year's resolution that they made, yeah, it's biting the dust. And sometimes it's biting the dust hard. 
But visioneers know that they need to keep pushing through, they need to keep fighting the fight, they need to keep on beating the struggle in order to get where they want to go. It just takes 18 minutes, just. But it's that 18 minutes a day, turns into 100 hours a year, that gives you the edge to get you where you want to go, regardless of what life throws at you. This is also the time of year where we get that stick to to keep on plowing through, no matter what people around you say. Keep in mind this one thing. When you have all those naysayers that are trying to keep you or put you down for having you accomplish what you want to do, well, remember this. Mediocrity hates high achievement, and often high achievers also hate those who strive for mediocrity. So perhaps it's time that if you're not getting where you wanna go, yeah, put in those extra 18 minutes a day focusing on what's important, where you wanna go, and then surround yourself not with mediocrity, but the people that will help you achieve and be those high achievers you wanna be with. For they are often also the same ones putting in the other 18 minutes. I hope you enjoyed our conversation this week with Jim Balmain, the owner of Smith's Bakery, and I hope you learned something that you can use today to grow a strong and profitable business. And we'll see you here again next week when we celebrate another small business making a big breakthrough. Thank you for listening to the Small Business Celebration Podcast. Some of today's music was brought to you by Ted Hammond, and you might find more of Ted's music at ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. That's ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. If you enjoyed this episode and gained some insight from it for your business, subscribe to the Small Business Celebration Podcast at iTunes.com forward slash Small Business Celebration and give us a five-star review. Also, if there's a business you'd like us to interview, reach out to us on LinkedIn and Facebook and let us know. Until next time, I'm your host, Michael Roberts of the Small Business Celebration Podcast, and we wish you a strong and profitable business.